I'm Terry Savelle Foy, and I'm so glad you're watching. You know, I want you to realize that God has so much more for you than what you're currently experiencing. In fact, I read the other day, it said the saddest day in heaven would be when God shows you a glimpse of all that you could have had, all that you could have done, and all that you could have been. But you limited him with your thinking. You know, everything begins right here with our ability to think it, to dream it, to imagine it. In fact, James Allen said, your thoughts, you know, you are today where your thoughts have brought you and you'll be tomorrow where your thoughts take you. So your life goes in the direction of your most dominant thoughts. Well, in order to have the prosperous mindset, the blessed mindset that God wants you to have, you have to open up your mind to a whole new way of thinking. And it starts by realizing that God does have so much more for you. In fact, I want to take you into a convention where my dad shares such a powerful message, helping you understand that God has more than what you're currently experiencing. Joseph, because of the blessing and the favor of God that was on his life, he went from the lowest point in life to the highest, hallelujah. Amen. He became the head instead of being the tail. Amen. Above instead of being beneath. That's what the blessing of God and the favor of God are designed to do. The blessing of God, the favor of God on Daniel's life. See, I'm not saying when you have the blessing of God and the favor of God, you never have challenges anymore. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying if you have the blessing of God and the favor of God on your life, uh, no more adversity. It's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm endeavoring to show you from the authority of God's Word is how the blessing of God and the favor of God will enable you to rise above every challenge and overcome every adversity, praise God. As long as you're on this planet, you're going to have challenges. You're going to be faced with adversity. I was preaching with Brother Roberts one time at ORU. And at the end of my service, I called a number of ministers up to lay hands on them and pray for them. And one man standing in front of me was weeping. And finally he said, Brother Jerry, would you pray that I'll never have another challenge? I'm so tired of going through all these tests and trials. Would you pray that I'll never have another challenge? So I laid my hands on him. And I said, Lord, let him die. He said, I don't want to die. I said, well, sir, you just asked me to pray that you'd never have another challenge. The only way I know that you'll never have another challenge is you have to leave this planet. So, Lord, let him die. He said, I don't want to die. I said, Lord, let him live. <laughs> Amen. And teach him how to walk in your blessing and how to walk in favor. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? I'm not, I don't have an escape mentality. I don't, I don't look at challenges in this world and my prayer becomes, come quickly, Lord Jesus. No, I know I have something on me that makes me superior to those things and it is the blessing and it is the favor of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Without those, then I'm nothing. But thank God I've got them and so do you. I would appreciate a good shout, praise God. Amen. Daniel in the lion's den, but the blessing of God shut the lion's mouth. 
Amen? The favor of God got him out of that place. Four Hebrew, or three Hebrew children thrown in the fiery furnace, but the blessing of God on their life wouldn't even let the fire have any power, the Bible says. I love that statement. The fire had no power. Amen. Not only that, their hair was not even singed. They didn't even have the smell of smoke on them. In other words, when they came out on the other side of their adversity, you couldn't even tell there'd ever been any adversity. Amen. Why? Because of the blessing of God and the favor of God on their lives. And it's on your life today. David, the blessing of God on his life enabled him to slay a giant. Not only that, but overcome time and time again armies that totally outnumbered him and his forces because of the blessing of God. No matter what the circumstances were, nor how impossible they may have looked, the blessing of God and the favor of God got them over every time. I think it's also interesting that not only did they know that the blessing and the favor of God were on their lives, but other people recognized it as well. Listen to what uh, others said. King Abimelech said to Isaac in that situation where Isaac was blessed in the midst of a famine. Listen to what Abimelech said to him. He said, we saw certainly that the Lord was with thee. Thou art now the blessed of the Lord. You know, it's one thing when you know it's on you, but when other people recognize there's something on you that empowers you to rise above, then praise God, that's when you know God is working mightily in your life. Can you say amen? I love that phrase. Notice it says, thou art now. And listen to this title, the blessed of the Lord. It is a title. Thou art now the blessed of the Lord. You know, many of you uh, watched when, when um, Kate Middleton married Prince William and she was given a new title. Not only is she the wife of Prince William, but now she is also the Duchess of Cambridge. She wasn't born into royalty. She obtained it through marriage. And a title was pronounced upon her by the queen. And now she is not just Kate Middleton. She is now the Duchess of Cambridge. Let me ask you something. When the title came, did her life change? I'd like a little more response, please. When the title came, did her life change? But notice, he is giving this man a title. He said, you are now the blessed of the Lord. I want you to understand that when you made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, God took the scepter of righteousness. 
Come up here, young man. Would you come up here and help me? I want you to just get on your knees right there in front of me, please, sir, and face me. When you bowed your knee to the Lord Jesus Christ and invited him in and said to him, I believe you were raised from the dead and I make you Lord of my life. Heaven, scepter of righteousness, came on you and you were given a new title. Thou art now the blessed of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, sir. And you are the blessed of the Lord. Amen. Give him a good hand for his new title. That's what you are. You're the blessed of the Lord. Look at somebody next to you saying, I'd appreciate a little more respect in here. <laughs> Hallelujah. I am now the blessed of the Lord. You know, uh, Sean Connery, the real 007. All them others are wannabes. He's the real James Bond. But he's not just Sean Connery anymore. He is Sir Sean Connery. Why? The queen pronounced a title upon him. Well, that's all and well. But hey, I'm not looking for the queen's title. That'll probably never happen. She don't even know I exist. I stood out at her gate the other day and she wouldn't even acknowledge me. I waved and she, she didn't even come to the window. <laughs> she don't even know I exist. So it's not likely you'll ever see me, you know, in that beautiful cathedral in London and the queen is bestowing a title upon me. But hey, that's fine with me because the supreme judge of the universe... The creator of the universe. He bestowed a title upon me, and I am now the blessed of the Lord. Huh? Look at your neighbor and say, How does it feel sitting next to me? Praise God. We got royal blood flowing through our veins. I am now the blessed of the Lord. Look at somebody and tell them, and that goes for you too. So God's blessing and God's favor should be working so proficiently in our life that others can't help but notice it. Every day should be a blessing day. Now, I want us to, uh, you don't have to turn here for the sake of time. We know that Genesis chapter 1 verse 28 says that after God created Adam and Eve, the next thing that came out of his mouth was that he gave them dominion and authority. And the Bible says, and God blessed them. Now, Genesis represents beginnings. It also represents God's plan for man from the beginning. So it is obvious that God's intention for man from the very beginning was that he live blessed. God blessed them. It was never in the mind of God for them to experience sickness and disease. 
It was never in the mind of God for them to experience poverty, lack, or want, or fear, or worry, or depression, or anxiety, or any other form of bondage. That was never in the mind of God. It was never His intention. None of these things were even introduced into their lives until they became disobedient to God, disobedient to His command. Prior to that, Every day was supposed to be a blessing day. Every day, the blessing was to be working in their behalf. Every day, the favor of God was to be working in their behalf. You see, you can't have the blessing without favor. They are divinely connected. Some have said, but wasn't it God who brought the curse into the earth? No, it wasn't. It was Adam and Eve who introduced the curse. They're the ones that brought it into the earth. Their disobedience opened the door to it. Everything about their lives from that moment was directly opposite of the way God had planned it. Instead of living under the blessing, now they're living under a curse. That was not God's best. And that's the reason Jesus came, to redeem us from the curse. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? You look back through the first chapter of Genesis, and it is obvious that God's intention was for everything about their life to be good, not one thing bad. In fact, you look in that first chapter, and after God creates, it immediately says, and God saw that it was good. Every time he created something, he saw that it was good. If it's not good, I like to say it this way. I know it's not good English, but many of you are just as country as I am. You other city folks can correct it. If it ain't God, it, if it ain't good, it ain't God. Amen. 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 Yes, if it's not something good, then it's not God behind it. Because everything he creates, he looks at it and says it is good. Can you say amen? amen. So if you've got things happening in your life that are not good, then don't blame God. He's not the author of good uh, of bad things. He's the author of good things. He's the creator of good things. Anything good happening in your life, immediately give him the credit for it. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? The Bible says in James 1:17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father. Every good gift. He's not the author of bad. Satan is. The message translation says, every desirable and every beneficial gift comes out of heaven. God's never even had one evil thought about you and me. Jeremiah 29 says, I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. The New International Version said, plans to prosper you, plans to give you hope and a future. And the message translation says, the future that you've hoped for. God's not thinking evil, bad thoughts about you. In fact, Psalm 112 tells us, the Lord hath, I'm, I'm sorry, Psalm 115 says, the Lord hath been mindful of us. Next verse, he will bless us. That tells me what's on the mind of God. How can I bless them? How can I bless them? 
How can I make their lives better? How can I improve their lives? Amen. That's what God thinks all the time. Isn't that the way any good parent is? I have two daughters. I have seven grandchildren. They're on my mind all the time. I'm constantly thinking about what can I do to make their life better? How can I show them even more how much I love them? Hallelujah. Amen. That's the way God thinks about you. Not one evil thought has he ever had about you. Praise God. The Apostle Paul's first letter to Timothy says in 1 Timothy 6, 17 that God gives us richly all things to enjoy. The New International Version says He richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. And then the New American Standard says He richly supplies us with all things to enjoy. And then finally, the Orthodox Jewish Bible says, He richly grants us all things for our enjoyment. Glory to God. Sounds like to me God's interested in making you happy. You know, I remember over 40 years ago, nearly 44 years ago, the first time I saw the Scripture that said, Uh, that God delights in the prosperity of his servants. I stood up, lifted both hands, and I said, thank you, Lord, I intend to never make you sad again. Praise God. (laughs) If you delight in the prosperity of your servants, then search no more, I'll make you happy. Praise God. I'll believe for the prosperity that your covenant provides. Hallelujah. Amen. So everything God does is good. Everything God plans for us is good. Jesus said in the 10th chapter of John, the 10th verse, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. The Amplified says, I came that they might have and enjoy life, have it in abundance to the full and until it overflows. I love the message translation here better life than they've ever dreamed of. That's God's heart. That's God's desire, that you might enjoy better life than you've ever dreamed of. One of the greatest frustrations in life can be dealing with money, paying the bills, feeding the kids, and dealing with debt. Too many people feel trapped and stuck financially. But God wants you to prosper and live blessed. Jerry Savelle has poured spiritual insight and experience regarding freedom from financial bondage into the pages of his new book, Why God Wants You to Prosper. I want to encourage you to order your copy today. It represents over 45 years of studying the Bible and living the Bible and experiencing Bible results. It'll teach you not only that it is God's will for you to prosper, but why He wants you to prosper. Call or click right now to request your copy of Jerry Savelle's new book, Why God Wants You to Prosper, for just $16. For convenient online ordering and ebook option, visit our online store at jerrysavelle.org. I want you to get this brand new book. I mean, it's hot off the press. Why God Wants You to Prosper. And you know, that's just it. God wants you to prosper. This isn't something you just made up. You overheard other people saying it. God wants you to prosper. He's the one who said in his word, I wish above all things (laughs) that you prosper. 
and be in health even as your soul prospers. And you know, one thing I've discovered about God is He is so predictable. In fact, the Bible says He changeth not. In other words, if God said it, He means it. You can trust His Word. But you have to get to a place in your life where when you read a scripture that says, I wish above all things that you prosper, you say, I believe that. Lord, you said it, so I believe it. So I'm expecting prosperity to come my way. You know, the thing about God being so predictable and the Bible says it's impossible for him to lie, you know, you have to really get a hold of that and believe it for yourself. I kind of think of like my own dad, my earthly dad. He is so predictable. You can't even imagine. I mean, he's so like, you know, the epitome of perfection. He dresses to perfection. His car is perfection. His closet is perfection. His desk drawers are perfection. Everything is so perfect. And he's so predictable. In fact, when we fly places, like we'll go on a trip or something, I already know as soon as we land, we go to the baggage claim, get our luggage. Dad will immediately rip those luggage tags off and put them in the trash can. Like immediately, I know he's going to do it. And I just watch him do his little thing. He's so predictable. When we get to the hotel, you know, I'll go by and check on him, see how he's doing. I can tell you, he's already unpacked. The minute he gets to the room, he unpacks, lines up all of his little suits just perfectly. He gets a washcloth, puts it on the bathroom vanity, gets his little shaving kit, puts everything out just perfect. And he has to be back to his room by three o'clock because that gives him time to pray and study and prepare for the meeting that night. And I just love it, but he's so predictable. And I'm kind of predictable too. You know, pretty much every day I go get my burrito. (laughs) But the thing is, God is predictable. You can trust his word. He's going to do what he said he would do. You know, it's up to your ability to grab hold of that word and not only just grab hold of it, but start speaking it out of your mouth. In fact, I want to share with you a scripture that I love, and I believe this scripture will bring such peace and such comfort to you. You might want to write this down. It's Hebrews 13, 5 from the Amplified Bible. Now listen to this and think about what you are going through right now. I don't know what you're faced with right now. If it's a marital situation, a financial challenge, something in your body, you know, something with your children, something at the job you're at, whatever you're going through right now, listen to this scripture. It says, for he, God himself has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake you, nor let you down or relax my hold on you. And you think he ends right there, but then it says, assuredly not. Now really listen to that scripture. If you honestly believe that what God says is final authority, you can trust him, you can take it to the bank, then how would you read this scripture for what you're facing right now? God said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. Whatever you're going through, he's saying, I will not leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless. You know, when God says something one time, he means it. When he says it three times, I think he's trying to get a message across. He's saying, I will not relax my hold on you. So your job is is to trust him and to start speaking these type of scriptures out of your mouth and make it personal. Start saying, Lord, I trust you. You said you would not fail me. You said you would not leave me without support. You said you would not, you would not, you would not in any degree leave me helpless. And I thank you for it. You know, years ago, the Lord said to me in my prayer time, 
He said, Terry, stop saying I trust you with this big question mark at the end. He said, start saying I trust you with an exclamation point. Well, you have to come to that place in your life. Whatever you're facing, I trust you. And you know, my dad, Jerry Savelle, he made this little statement years ago. I mean, since I was little, I always remember dad saying this. No matter what we were facing, he'd say, Daddy will take care of it. When I needed, you know, money for cheerleading camp, Dad, it's $300. Daddy will take care of it. When I wrecked my first car, I was so ashamed and so scared and so mad. And Dad said, Daddy will take care of it. But you know, those words brought so much peace to me. And there were times I didn't see the proof. I didn't see cash right in front of me, but I trusted him because I know my dad, because I have a relationship with him. Well, God's the same way. He's basically saying, Daddy will take care of it. Whatever you're facing, you got to trust God with all your heart. Lean not into your own understanding. Stop trying to figure this out in your mind and trust him. And you know, this book, Why God Wants You to Prosper, you are going to get a revelation. In fact, <clears throat> it's a two-part book. Dad shares what he learned in 45 years of ministry in this book. And in the first part, it's a clear understanding of what the Bible says about finances. You know, the Bible says you're destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So you have to get knowledge about what does God's word say about my money. And then the second part, it's keys to walking in that financial blessing, in the prosperity God wants you to have. So I've said it before, but I love this, this phrase about this book. It is a roadmap out of financial bondage. So I want you to take the time, go the extra mile to get out of the mess you're in right now. Get your hands on this faith building resource. Brand new book just came out and list, read it over and over and over. Highlight the scriptures, start speaking them out of your mouth. And remember, the way you release your faith is with your mouth. When you start declaring, God is looking for ways to prosper me. I'm expecting turnaround to happen in my life. You are one step closer to your breakthrough. So thank you so much for watching and we'll see you next week. One of the greatest frustrations in life can be dealing with money paying the bills, feeding the kids, and dealing with debt. Too many people feel trapped and stuck financially. But God wants you to prosper and live blessed. Jerry Savelle has poured spiritual insight and experience regarding freedom from financial bondage into the pages of his new book, Why God Wants You to Prosper. I want to encourage you to order your copy today. It represents over 45 years of studying the Bible and living the Bible and experiencing Bible results. It'll teach you not only that it is God's will for you to prosper, but why He wants you to prosper. Call or click right now to request your copy of Jerry Savelle's new book, Why God Wants You to Prosper, for just $16. For convenient online ordering and ebook option, visit our online store at jerrysavelle.org. Every week, Jerry Savelle Ministries International is making a powerful difference in the lives of people around the world. But that's only possible because of the financial support of friends like you. That's why we'd like to invite you to join us as we continue to take the power of God's Word to a global audience in such great need. So call the number on your screen to discover more about Jerry Savelle Ministries today. 
Both Jerry and his daughter, Terry Savelle Foy, invite you to explore our other ministry resources on the web at jerrysavelle.org. Join us again next week as you continue your journey to discovering God's blessing in your life, where God can transform your circumstances and you can discover your destiny.